You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. A person with a broken spirit has a negative, a pessimistic outlook on life. They do not act as if God has been good to them. A person with a broken spirit only focuses on the bad of the temporary. Second Corinthians 4 and 18 is very clear. For the things that we see are temporary. They're subject to change. The things that we see, we, we experience, are temporary. So temporary to where things that really bothered you last year, you can't even remember some of them now. Bible will show you that it's accurate. Through scriptures like 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. Because who, who ever told you, look, things that you see are temporary. That, that's nothing but God talk. But then he'll turn around and you say, you know what? I thought this was going to always be, but you know that Bible, right? You heard folks say that. That Bible, right? The Bible will show you how accurate it is. It'll bear witness of what Jesus said in Matthew 24 and 35. Heaven and earth shall pass, but not the word. Not the word. Whatever the word decrees is so now, and it'll be so tomorrow. Nothing like the word, simply because the word is God. But a person that has a dry spirit or a broken spirit, that person will not acknowledge nor recognize such. One reason is because the person has allowed life demons and such to blind him or her. Paul said, if the gospel is hid, it is hid from those that are basically blind. Those who, are, who have allowed the enemy or the flesh 
to cause them not to see the goodness of God. And the goodness of God is everywhere. I said the goodness of God is everywhere. Why is the goodness of God everywhere? Because he is also creator. Everything that was made was made by him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. So when you look at things, if you just sit and just look, you will see God's creation. You will see his hand in, in, in just about everything around you. If you just take the time to look. But not a person who allows brokenness in mind, in attitude, to control them. They will, they will constantly talk about what's not right. I've even uh, heard saints who have been taught better manifest a broken spirit, a bad attitude, pessimistic outlook on life. Woo, got to go on, but just say to your neighbor, I hope he ain't talking about you. Well, you need to look at that same person. I hope he ain't talking about you <laughs> But notice again that this, this latter clause in Proverbs 17 and 22. A broken spirit does what? It what? It's going to dry the bones. It's going to Dry the bones. It's going to dry what? Figuratively, the bones refer to life. A broken spirit will manifest that a person has an unproductive or unfruitful life. If a broken spirit dries the bones, figuratively, your life is unfruitful. You're not productive in every aspect. John 10 and 10 is not, is not a part of your life. You have yet to experience that. You've yet to experience what God came to give you. What Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes not before to steal, kill, and but I have come that you may have life and that more abundant. That's why I came. I don't want you to be unproductive. I want you to have life and that more abundantly. 
I want to consider just, just a couple of things in, in reference to uh, a broken spirit with dry the bones. And again, remember is when it comes to uh, the bones, they refer to life. And if you're unproductive or unfruitful in life based upon the text, that means your life is unhealthy. I said that means your life is unhealthy. You're not in a place of better awareness because you're not productive. Y'all going to stay with me? Yeah. All right, let's go to Proverbs uh, 15. Let's just turn the page a little bit. And notice the latter part of verse 30 in, in Proverbs 15. A good report makes the bones of the live what? A good report makes the bones of the Y'all looking at y'all looking at the verse? Y'all got it? All right, don't fake like you're there and you ain't there. Make sure you're there. Notice again, latter, latter clause in uh, Proverbs 15 and 30. And a good report makes the bones what? A good what? A good news makes the bones healthy. That means if you get a good Word, or you receive good news, and the gospel equates good what? If you get good news week in and week out, it can deliver you from having a broken spirit or an unproductive life. Some of us, when we came to God, we were broken. We were not productive in life. What changed? The word? The word is what changed you. Good news. Instead of all that bad news. You got good news and it changed your life. You went from being unhealthy to healthy in God. And if you get healthy in God. That means your spirit, your soul, and your body going to fall. Why is that? Because God is the one that created you or your spirit, soul, and body. Oh, don't act like God didn't create man from the dust. He formed him from the dust of the earth. Breathe into his nostrils the breath of life, a spirit, and he became a living soul, a being. That's the reason we are spirit, soul, and body. That's who we are. But if God's word calls that first body 
to become healthy and start moving and functioning and God changes not. Can he not breathe the word in us and cause us to get better in spirit, soul, and body? Woo, I done went somewhere y'all that like y'all don't want to go with me. Now, I'm not going to Ezekiel, but, but God even, even asked Ezekiel, can these dry bones right here live? Ezekiel said, you know. And what did he do? He did the same thing he did with Adam when he formed him. He calls breath a life to come forth. And guess what? He doing the same thing now. When he breathed into, into Israel life, it wasn't just a spiritual thing. He wanted Israel to be healthy. And so he gave them a word. A prophetic word. He told the prophet Ezekiel, preach, prophesy to these bones. Why, Lord? So they'll live. So they'll live. He was talking spirit. No, don't keep going spiritual. God Deals with the whole man. He may start off healing your spirit, but he ain't going to stop there. Am I losing? No, so you stand with me. Well, you say you stand with me, but are you agreeing with me? Look at this verse one more time, and then, then we're going a little further. We're going to the 16th chapter after this. But notice again, we're, we're in Proverbs 15 and 30. Last clause. And a good report makes the bones what? God gives us a good report week in and week out. But everybody does not give you a good report. And that's the reason Isaiah and Paul put before the people of God, whose report are you going to If a good report going to make me healthy, I think I'll go with that. I said if a good report going to make me healthy, I think I'll go with that. You don't have to accept something that God didn't tell you to accept. Because if some folk would try to put something on you and just expect you to receive it and say it's so. But that ain't what God wants his children to do. You, you have to be mature enough to know what God wants you to receive. And tonight we see that God wants us, if we want to be healthy, when it comes to our bones of our life, to receive a good report. But it's going to come a time to where you're going to have to ask him. Yourself, am I going to believe this report or God's report? Woo, Jesus. But let's go further. Let's go to the 16th chapter. Y'all good people. 
but just hold on because we, 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 we got to ride a little bit. Notice Proverbs 16 and 24. It's going to back up what we just talked about, but it's going to put a little more icing on it. Proverbs 16 and 24. Ready? Pleasant words are like a honeycomb. Sweetness to what? And to what? Look at that. Pleasant words. And, and sometimes a pleasant word can be a word that straighten you out. The flesh may not like it, but you love it because it's getting you on the right track. It's helping you see what you need to see. It's helping you think the way you need to think. Helping you talk the way you need to talk. Helping you separate from folks you ain't got no business hanging with in the first place. When you become blessed, when you become a child of God, you can't hang with everybody. Reading the Bible say, choose your friends carefully. And that's Old Testament. But then New Testament, Paul said this right here. He's, he said, bad company corrupts good habits. You've been doing good, but all of a sudden you ain't got to hanging with somebody you ain't got no business hanging with. Pleasant words. Will make your bones or your life healthy. Will make your spirit, your soul, and your body whole. Folk would come to Jesus for a healing, and Jesus would turn around and, and, and tell them, Your faith has made you get this. Whole. They come to get something physical, but God, God speaks wholeness on them, and they leave complete, intact in their spirit, soul, and body. And see, we got to be mature enough to recognize that's how He does things. He came to deliver the whole person, the whole man. Y'all still all right? But the first clause is what I want to deal with in, in Proverbs 17 and 22. What I, is the main thing I want to deal with, even though we spent a good bit of time on, on the... Uh, latter clause but the first clause is really what I want to deal with he says again here in Proverbs 17 and 22 a merry heart does good 
like medicine. Having a merry heart is good medicine. A merry heart does good. It's beneficial. Being happy in life, optimistic despite trouble, talking, Bible, thinking, Bible, living, Bible is a good thing. A merry heart does good like medicine. You got to make sure you're, you're happy despite what you go through. And, and see, you, you, you have to consider James and Peter when they wrote things like count it all joy in your trials. And Peter said, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which is to try you. That, that they had to read scriptures like this and reach the conclusion that, you know what, even when we go through a whole lot of trouble, we still need to be happy. That there is no way they could not have looked at scripture like this and, and then listened closely to the Holy Spirit at, when, when the Holy Spirit told them, pin this right here, count it all joy. When you fall into various trials. That's what James said. And basically it, it, it means what Solomon said right here. You have to be merry or happy. And when you are merry and happy, it's going to do you good. Because remember James went on to say, look, if you count it all joy, that look, this right here is going to happen. When you count it all joy, the conclusion is you're going to lack nothing. That's what James said. You mean I'm going to go through all that stuff, but when everything is said and done, I ain't going to lack nothing? Not one It's always a blessing when you obey God's word at the end. While you're going through it, it may not seem like it's going to be a blessing at the end. But when all is said and done, it's going to be a blessing. That's the reason the same writer James, when, when he talked, about Job, he, he talked about how we count folks happy. Why? Because he was, he was considering how Job went through so much trouble. But then when Job came out of the trouble, he had nothing but blessing on top of blessing. Man, when I read stuff like that, I was like, good God, he is no respect of person. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. But when you read such, you, you have to be mature because 
if, if you're not mature and trust God to do for you what he did for others, the enemy will rob you of your blessing. And he done robbed me too many times. I'm not going to allow him to rob me of my blessings no more. How about you? But the main one who has robbed us is ourselves. Touch yourself and say, self, you done messed me up too many times. Even when I blamed the devil, it wasn't nobody but you. You done messed me up too many times. A merry heart does good. Then he says, like medicine. And we're not talking about uh, practicing medicine. That's not what this means here. Like medicine, medicine equates a cure, remedy, or that which solves an issue, a problem. Your happiness in heart can solve problems in your life. A merry heart does good like medicine. Pastor, you trying to tell me if I'm happy in mind, in attitude, if I'm speaking positive and, and I'm walking in God's word, that it's going to be just like a cure for me. Yes. And I ain't telling you that by myself. We're going to read this on two. So we won't leave here saying the pastor said. First clause of Proverbs 17 and 22 on two. One, two, read. A merry heart cures. If, if, if something is attacking your body, but you constantly, God going to heal me. With his stripes, I am already healed. Good going to come out of that. If you giving God his tithes and offerings and, and you walking, man, God getting ready to open up some wonders. He getting ready to pour out blessings. I ain't going to have no room to receive and folk going to know that God done blessed me. Oh, good God, I'm going to have my heart's desire. I've been delighting myself in him and I just been. You don't say it just to say it. It has become a part of your mindset. Is not your attitude when you get a good word from the preacher. It's your attitude whether you're in the church or outside the church. You can't be a part-time person when it comes to a merry heart. You, you got to be dogged when it comes to having a merry heart. A dogged person is determined to be happy. 
despite what he or she goes through. Am I talking about you? Somebody going through something right now, you hurt, but are you still happy? Somebody in here, you ain't got the money in your pocket. Uh, you ain't got the money in your possession that you would like to have, but are you still happy? You got to be happy and optimistic. You may not have it, but you got to have a scripture in mind knowing that what you don't have, God getting ready to supply. How that, how that scripture? Philippians 4 and 19. My God shall what? Supply what all your Paul prophesied that on folks and he going to supply all y'all needs. Man, when you get a prophetic word and you know it's your rhema, it's no, you know it's exactly what you've been asking God for, you got to start talking that thing. You have to be positive. You have to be optimistic. But you have to do so in a dogged manner. You got to be persistent and steadfast in thinking, talking, and doing God's word. And it's got to come out of a merry heart. A merry heart does? Like what? It heals you. Man, I've been battling this stuff for years. But, 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 but this is getting ready to end. You got to be like that woman with the issue of blood. When she got to the service and seen everybody touching Jesus. But, but in her mind, I'm getting mine today. And I'm going to get mine by touching him. Yeah, I see all y'all up there touching him. But you might as well get ready to make way because he'll come a show enough touch. <laughs> Better is here for me, right? If you like the woman with the issue of blood, look at somebody out of the eye and say, I'm going to get my belt. I done got some, but I'm going to get my battle. I'm going to get my heal. He promised it, and I'm going to get it. I'm going to get my financial blessing. I've been given. He promised it, and I'm going to get that good measure press. Say to somebody, I'm not selfish. But I'm going to get mine. That's a dogged person. And, and, and folk don't like dogged people. Oh, no. Folk will get an attitude with you when you dogged. Ten leaders came back after looking at the promised land with a negative attitude and... and, and uh, but the dogged man, Caleb, that's what, his, that's what his name means, dogged. Caleb said, shut up. That's basically what he said. He said he stood the people, told them to hush, basically. And said to everybody, let us go right now. Let's go right now. They, they, hadn't, they hadn't got the weapons together. They hadn't got nothing together. But, but he was so determined. He said, let us go now. In his mind, we don't need no weapon. God 
if he delight in us, he going to give us the land. He used scripture. If you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. You got no word. You got to know word when you get to going through things. When you're going through it in your body, don't you allow your body to say you ain't going to never recover. You ain't going to never do this, that. You got to speak to yourself. What did David say to him, himself? So, why you cast down? You better get the hoping in God. You have to be dogged, determined in order to see the manifestation of this verse right here. A merry heart does good like like medicine. It'll cure you. I'm going to throw you a bonus and then I got to close. I am going to throw you a bonus. It ain't no deep bonus or nothing. I just want you to see it. Let's go to Ezekiel 47. Since we're talking about medicine, let's just look at this. Ezekiel 47. If you don't know where it is, just, just go to table contents real quick. Lord have mercy. Ezekiel 47 and uh, 12. Ready? And Ezekiel was a prophet. Notice this. Along the bank of the river on this side and that will grow all kinds of trees. Used for what? Their leaves will not and their fruit will not they will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for what? Leaves cure. Vegetation herbs God made stuff cures. A merry heart cures, but he'll go to bonus. Leaves cure. So in the midst of having a merry heart, keep eating vegetables. Keep drinking green tea or some other type tea. Say your name, he just gave us a bonus. But let's go to my last scripture. Let's go to Proverbs 15. Y'all stay with me. Y'all thought I was going to get deep, didn't you? That was not a deep one right there, but it was a true one, wasn't it? And, and you have to be careful because you, you have commercials and, you, and when you do research, 
you, are, you have MDs who know nothing about herbs and vitamins tell you, well, according to research, uh, such and such does nothing. So you calling God a liar. We don't care how much scientific evidence you got. We go by what the Bible says. And some of us know it heals. It cures. It'll make you better. But let me get off that bonus and let's go to uh, Proverbs 15 and 13. And continue to talk about this Mary Hard. Ready? Proverbs 15 and 13. A merry heart makes what? A merry heart, what's the next word? Notice, a merry heart has power. A merry heart has power. Why? A merry heart makes. It makes. It has power. To make also means it can cause change or transformation. A merry heart. That's, that's the reason for years. If you can look, in hindsight, if you can look back at your life, it, it seemed like the enemy or your flesh would always try to make you look at the negative instead of the positive. We want you to look at the, the, the bad, even though you had self-made things you could look at that were wonderful in your life. Flesh is against the spirit, right? Bible says they are contrary one to the other and try to keep you from doing what you need to do. And of course, you know the enemy, he will try to keep you from living by the word. Amen? Look at this again. I'm closing with this. A lot of mercy. A merry heart makes a what? Countenance. Countenance. Number, well, the first thing it means, appearance. You're going to start to look better. I say you're going to start to look better. You're going to start to look better. Don't fight it. Some folk like being sick. Some folk like being down. Some folk like to tell you how down they are. But if you got a merry heart, the first thing going to happen is, is that you're going you to start looking better. Girl, you look good now. What, what's going on? You know what? God been blessing me. 
Oh, God, been blessing me. I, I ain't quite where I used to be, you know, but, but where, where I want to be. But God had been blessing me. Yeah, you, you know, I wasn't even able to move my leg like this. But you, woo, God had blessed me. I done got out that chair. I tell you, true. God is good to me. What on hell? You've been so happy. To where your merry heart been changing your appearance. But countenance also has to do with your behavior. Your behavior. You're starting to act whole even though you're not where you want to be. You're walking in what God told you he would give you, even though it's still a struggle or a battle. You got the right attitude. I said you got, a, you got the right attitude. Look at this verse again. Don't, don't just listen to me. Keep in mind while I'm talking this verse right here. What does it say? A merry heart. What? I need some excited folks. These folks over here ain't excited. Y'all normally ain't excited. Y'all excited tonight? Help me say it then. A merry You got to keep a good attitude so your merry heart can cause you to have the right countenance which again represents your appearance and your behavior and guess what when you start behaving the way you should that means something is going on in your in your mind it all starts with that mind right here that means sooner or later a whole transformation going to take place in reference to your spirit, your soul, and your body. As a man thinks, well, in his heart, uh-oh, so is, I'm done. 